Hey, you came back. And if this is your first time, welcome to the Come Again podcast. This is where I'm going to be exploring the power of storytelling and reinvention. And the reason why I call it the Come Again podcast, which is really more so of a project, I mentioned in my pilot episode, this is probably going to be more of a raw cast, you know, just me extemporaneously sharing my thoughts. I will have loose notes though, because what I really want to do is provide value and I don't want it to feel as if it's some sort of stream of consciousness podcast, which of course, if that is something that is valuable, let me know, but I'm pretty sure you want some sort of structure as to something that you'll be gathering from this, uh, this theme of reinvention and storytelling. So I'm calling it come again because I truly do believe that in order to measure your transformation, how much you've changed, your old has to juxtapose your new. You have to come across some experience or some person, some event, something that not necessarily challenges you, but makes you aware of how much you've changed. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up the word reinvention on my computer right now. Give me one second here. And here's what it says. It says the action or process through which something is changed so much that it appears to be entirely new. That's major. And that's what this is going to be about. I think right now, a lot of the experiences will come from my own anecdotes, my own narratives. But I really do look forward to inviting people on and listening and experiencing their own stories on how they have gone through transformations and have become a different person. Speaking of a different person, you don't have to proactively jump into or revisit a past experience in order to prove that you've changed. I actually think that that might indicate that you haven't really changed as much as you thought. Oftentimes, what'll happen is because you've changed so much, there's like this gravitational pull towards the things that want you to be who you used to be. Think of it like Superman. Uh, this is the, the power of storytelling where this superhero comes from an old world where crypt from Krypton. And of course, where Krypton is, there is Kryptonite. And he wasn't really impacted by the rock when he was on his home planet but for some reason when he gets now to the new earth and i think it's because it goes from a red sun to a yellow sun and this yellow sun is which is what gives him his his uh, his supernatural powers on earth you have shards of kryptonite from his old that comes into the new and now that becomes his weakness now we're not talking about weaknesses right now but the the point is that sooner or later, in some form or fashion, there's going to be a person, place, or thing that juxtaposes who you are. And if you have changed, you will look at that experience or the person, the relationship, uh, whatever it is, the old narrative, and you can confidently say, wow, I've grown past that, or I'm no longer a part of that narrative, whatever it is. And and here's the thing. If, if, um, you haven't, then it would be a great experience or a great, uh, I'm using the word experience a lot, forgive me. But if you haven't though, it would be a great opportunity for you to challenge yourself and to say, hmm, I'm not as, I haven't changed as much as I thought. What can I do in order to be ready for the next time?
All right. So we're like four minutes in. And what we're going to talk about is first the power of accountability. The first one is it makes you responsible. You are responsible. Okay. That's uh, the, the personal ownership. And, and speaking of which, the second one is it that it promotes ownership. So the first one isn't about ownership as much as it is about who's the person that is in charge of the thing that's supposed to happen or not happen. But when it comes down to ownership, it's okay. So you were responsible, but is it yours? I guess a great example of this would be the difference between someone who's a supervisor of a company and then the person who actually owns the company. In this case for accountability, and I'm just kind of throwing it out there extemporaneously, but if I go along with this analogy, when it comes down to accountability, not only are you the supervisor of what's going on, but you also are the owner. So uh, let's push this example a little bit further. Let's, let's say um, your company was supposed to deliver a particular package. And as supervisor, you made sure that one of the, the, the trucks comes out of the logistics warehouse and it's supposed to show up at this particular place at a certain time and then it doesn't. Good companies don't say, yeah, you know, it was the driver's fault. We're going to, uh, you know, just fire this driver. They tend to take on the responsibility of the the process where it's like, you know what, we had a terrible driver, but it was our fault or we are responsible for why that driver was even on the road. Does that make sense? I, I'm, I'm really trying to push this thing off the cuff here. So I'm hoping that makes sense. Right. And so then this supervisor, instead of just firing the driver, let's just say just for in an ideal world, the supervisor shows up and personally gives the package to the agency, the company, the residents that it belongs to. And not only do they apologize, but they are saying how they're going to make things right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you, if, a, if a handwritten note of apology from a supervisor is, is, the, is the way big businesses do things. But you know what I do know? I do know that small businesses are more personable. Small businesses take on more of the burden of the onus. The point is... There is a level of accountability that we see in smaller businesses and agencies that we do in larger ones many times. Okay, so let's back up. Power of accountability makes you responsible. It promotes ownership. Uh, the third thing that I would mention, there are so many things, but it gives you a support system. So let's talk about what I did last week. What I ended up doing was publicly sharing that I was starting a podcast. I really wanted to call it a project, but you know, you just got to be, you got to keep things simple. It's a podcast. I'm I'm literally on a cyclical basis releasing thoughts and ideas, eventually interviews with people that will talk about storytelling and reinvention and and how those things may change has changed their lives and hopefully may change yours as well. And it's on a particular platform, actually three now. So that's a podcast, y'all. It's, you know, is it a project? Yes, but I I can't get away from that. The point though is I put it out and I really, I think it was like after 11, maybe close to midnight. And I put it out because I wanted to hold myself accountable. And whether if it was one or 100 people that saw it, I wanted to be, um, I wanted to take responsibility and to own the fact that I said that something is going to start and I want to see it through. 
Now that also goes for the article that I'm that's still on, uh, still in a, in a holding pattern about uh, grit and winning. So don't think I forgot about that. I'm still going to be working on that one as well. But you know what I found out? And this is just a side note. Doing this comes easier to me than writing. And so I decided to hold myself accountable to something that not only feels as if it can be a little bit more easily consistent, but also where part of my superpower lies is actually in my voice, like the voice itself. I know I have the power of creating ideas and frameworks and you know, putting things together in a, in a masterful way, not tooting my own horn, but let's just talk about gifting and embracing the gifts that you have. And so I know that that's the thing, but man, is it excruciating to do it in writing form. I also know that there comes a cost with doing this, speaking, extemporaneously and, you know, unscripted and not sure necessarily what's going to come out. Now I can edit things, but then it doesn't feel as authentic, right? When I have to keep editing here and there, here and there. But at the same time, that's exactly what I'm doing while writing. Anyway, let's get back to the point. The point is this. I shared it around midnight or close to midnight because I wanted to create and it, it's almost subconsciously create this support system and by creating this support system it was not validation i really didn't need validation and i'm so grateful for those that actually reacted to uh, the release that that i shared i think uh, maybe outside of maybe one or two people almost everyone that reacted i've had a personal encounter with not just you know via linkedin but a personal encounter with whether that's uh, current job previous job uh, virtual coffee whatever it is and so that was that was cool and it makes it real this this support system because it's real people that i've connected with and we have in some form or fashion touched each other's lives in a way that was indelible. Like we left this indelible impression. It makes the system real for me. It makes the, oh, wow. Okay. Jackie's listening. I don't even know if there was a Jackie that reacted, but you know what I mean? Point is this, this support system helps when you're not consistent or when you haven't delivered, but it also helps when you have. So oftentimes when we think about accountability, we think about when things don't go right, right? And, and how someone is supposed to come in and really kind of push you and nudge you and, um, you know, hold you to the fire. I'm starting to find out that many times it's not that they'll hold you to the fire, but it's your belief that they will. And so you continue to do the thing. The other thing, though, is when you don't, it's not necessarily that they have to hold you to the fire, but maybe you get the encouragement. Like, hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? You know, looking forward to the next, whatever, article, the next, or I don't know why it's all centered around writing. Obviously, I have a bias here, you know, but looking forward to the next visual art piece or looking forward to the next uh, UI design project, whatever it is, right? And the goal here is that there is a system of support that's set up when you hold yourself accountable to the thing. That means that you have to make it public. Great book by Austin Kleon, Show Your Work, and he talks about wearing your amateurism on your sleeve. And this is, I think his company book, which actually uh, was published first, was Steal Like an Artist. He, um, he talks about in Steal, uh, in Show Your Work, rather, he says that the, the goal here is 
you really don't get good at something unless you do it in front of other people. I take that with a grain of salt, but you know what he means, especially if you're doing something that's in a sense supposed to be um, public facing, then then yeah, it, it makes sense. What do I mean? A writer who just writes in their diary is not necessarily a writer per se as much as they are someone who journals. But the person who goes through the same painstaking process, but then shares it with the world and receives feedback, or maybe they don't receive feedback. Maybe they share it with the world and they turn their comments off. I don't know. That That's a thing. But they're putting it out there. They've published it. And it's no longer just a journal piece. It's a it's a publication, right? It, it's it's an article. It's something that other people can now experience. Okay, power of accountability. That's the first thing. The second thing are the challenges to starting over. Now, I think that when I when I published what I published last week on LinkedIn, I I had to overcome the fear. <clears throat> the fear didn't come when I hit, hey, I'm starting this new podcast. The the fear came and really it, it came in the form of questions, but of like, how long is this podcast going to be? Because because I ironically, I came across or coincidentally, I came across this uh, this kind of 10 things that I would do. Uh, this was a, a podcaster who's really notable right now. And he says, you know, 10 things that I would do or a few things that I would do in 2023 if I had to start all over again. And one of the things that he said was I would create an hour long podcast at least minimum because he's like you know people want to you know want something that if they're commuting you know it you know helps them to take up their time and you know of course it has to be a value and so then i have to then i asked myself man so i didn't really think about that i mean my my first my pilot episode was like two minutes <laughs> like am i going for for now who wants to hear me for a whole hour oh my goodness but then i had to stop and ask myself well why are you asking yourself that question if it's a value it's a value whether if it's two minutes or 20 minutes or two hours, the question is, is it providing value? Here's another thing that I had to get over. I actually have done podcasting before. Now, it wasn't long, but I've always been a tester. I've, I, when Anchor.fm came out, I, I was there when or started using it when it when they had the video transcription feature. Ah, man, I wish they brought that back where after you have published your podcast, you can um, take a clip or I think maybe the whole thing uh, or maybe it was like 20 seconds and it would actually transcribe that part of the podcast and then, you know, highlight the words as it's going across the screen. It was it was really great. It was really great. And I don't know, maybe because it wasn't feasible. And I believe Spotify, I think, was the company that acquired Anchor. Um, but. Yeah, I've, I've done it before. I've done it in different ways on Substack. Um, I, uh, yeah, different things. I've tested, you know, and I'm, I'm a person who tests. And I'm going to talk about her a little bit later, but there was a joy coach by the name of Donna Lynn Riley who challenged me to think about my consistency in testing things out or my, um, my tendency my behavioral pattern to testing new things out as something that has been consistent. And that's where my consistency lies. I was like, huh, as a matter of fact, shout out to Donalyn. She's the reason why I'm actually podcasting right now. Again, this was two weeks ago. And 
she uh, as she was speaking and talking, I just it just dawned on me that wow, okay, yeah, I I think this is something that I probably should be focusing on because the thoughts come easy. It's probably easier right now to speak them out than to write them out. And on more than one occasion, people have said that your voice is is palatable. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well use it, you know? Uh, okay, so one of those questions though, right? I talked about how long does it have to be? And, and I've done it before, so how will it be different? That's really what it was, right? Is it going to be any different from what I've done before? Does it have to be? I, I set up the whole premise for reinvention and storytelling. Ah, oh, man, so now it has to be about those things because I said it. I, I'm held to the fire, right? I'm held accountable. Well, guess what? If I next week or tomorrow decide to change it, I can do that. And you can change your mind. It's okay. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to establish a promise and then uh, consistently, in a sense, move the goalposts where people aren't really sure where to follow or how to follow unless that is what the project is about. So I'm going to lay this out right now. This is a project of exploration. And right now, the focus is delving into the power of reinvention. Uh, storytelling has always been something of mine, whether if it was in UX design or research or um, workshop facilitations, whatever it is. So that's always going to be an underlying element. And it's probably going to be that way through really the interviews of other people. Uh, but yeah, it, this is an exploration. Okay. And maybe I've come up with a, an idea or something today or a thought today, and it might change, it might evolve, or maybe you might not deem it as accurate as it should be, or maybe it is spot on, or maybe you don't think it's right, maybe you don't think it's, uh, whatever it is, let's talk about it, right? Let's ex let's explore it together. Now, I'm not really sure how you do that on a podcast, so maybe when I post it on you know LinkedIn or somewhere, maybe that's where we do it, uh, but yeah. Because I guess in a sense, what that does is it holds me accountable to the thoughts that I'm speaking on this platform. I should be held accountable, right? I think anyone that that shares free speech, right? Anyone that shares what they want to share and you can and you can change your mind and 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 uh, evolve your thinking. It doesn't mean that you are double minded as much as it is that you're probably just aware of new information and you're improving your thoughts, improving your ideas based on the new information that you've gained. OK, so another thing that I thought about was how will I keep coming up with fresh content. Uh, you know, I, I how am I how is this going to stay fresh all the time? You know what? <clears throat> In my short 37 years of life, soon to be 38. I'm beginning to realize that uh, you just got to live life. Now, uh, great uh, writers have said the way that you find content is by not just living life, but finding experiences, you know, going out and, and tasting new things and meeting new people. And so one of my biggest inertias, by the way, is meeting new people. Uh, one of the most magical things that happened to me is meeting new people. It's crazy. It is it is a an oxymoron that like you could never believe. I have this barrier to connecting with people in the very onset. But then when I'm either thrown into an environment or decidedly go into one, things change. It, it's 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 you know, I'm I'm glad I was there and you know, meeting new people. If I've never met Donna Lynn, I wouldn't have 
this podcast probably wouldn't have come in this form or this fashion or at this time. And here's the kicker. I'm realizing, beginning to realize that the people that I'm connecting with in this stage of my life, this phase of my life, it's not just to connect for connecting sake. I'm actually doing something with them, whether if it's uh, them winning my business or it can very well just be a great conversation that prompts me or inspires me or them to do something. And I'm not saying that every time I meet somebody, something has to happen. I have to do something. But you know what? I'm beginning to realize that as I have evolved, the, the connections that I'm making with people is one of two things. <laughs> Shout out to YB for this one. Uh, Robert YB Youngblood, LinkedIn coach. Uh, he uh, has helped with the framework of one of the three questions that you ask is, how can I add value to you? What can I give? It's being a part of this giver's game community. If there's anything that I should be able to do at the end of a conversation is to be able to give you something. Even if it's just that offer of you knowing that I'm open to finding a way or ways to help add value to your life. Uh, giving creates the opportunity to receive. When you give, your hands are open and... With those open hands, you will also be ready to receive because you were open to giving. All right. So that is part of the whole challenges of starting over, though. You know, the, the question of, you know, how long does it have to be? How will it be different? How will I keep coming up with fresh content? You come up with fresh content. I might have deviated, but as I said, some of these notable writers have said, you just taste life. You, you experience it and you write them down. Jot them down because something as simple as what I'm about to share with you next can very well be something that is worth talking or writing about. Okay, so are you ready for what I'm going to share with you? I hope you are. Here it is. Last week, my application was rejected by none other than OnlyFans. Yes, I now before you... <laughs> Before you judge, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute now. All right. I wasn't trying to do no rah-rah on OnlyFans. Before choosing to do uh, the traditional podcasting platforms on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, <clears throat> I said to myself, after the inspiration, I said to myself, what are some other ways? How can I, you know what, take what I do believe is a gift and how can I monetize it in a way where, or quick, first of all, quickly gain followers and monetize it so that the value is given, but at the same time, I'm also creating a second stream of income. And I started thinking outside of the box and I had to ask myself, does it have to really be a podcast or maybe it can be audio posts that are shared on platforms that are gaining much traction? And so I figured OnlyFans is a great way. Now, Albeit when you go to OnlyFans, and by the way, I got rejected from the business account, not the actual account. So when you go in the actual account, um, and I didn't know this, but OnlyFans did start off, you know, just like almost any, almost many, uh, I, I shouldn't say any, but a lot of social media uh, platforms, you know, they start off with, with this pure approach, but then it turns into something that's just overly sexualized. Well, we ain't on that. We ain't on that. So I figured... There are definitely going to be people on here who are going to be interested in what I have to say. I'm almost certain that 
my voice could hopefully pull people in. And even when it pulls them in, it also gives them value. But you know what? OnlyFans said, nah, bruh. You need to have a Twitter that is active and you need a Facebook. LinkedIn ain't gonna cut it. I had to play by their rules. So, you know, when they said that, hey, listen, your your application has been rejected. And by the way, just so you know, I you have to give a, a photo, like a real-time photo of yourself, like a whole 3D imaging situation. You have to submit your um your your driver's license. I almost thought I needed to submit my social security number. Like it was a lot going on to do the whole business side. And yeah, I got rejected. I said, wow, the thing that stopped me was my social proof. Instagram is more of a reality check of who I am as a human being. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. So they rejected me. And so then I responded back. It's like, hey, hey, OF team. I know I don't have an Instagram. But I got to pop in LinkedIn, take a look. And I got, it was probably some bot that responded, but I got a whole long, like, no, it's got to be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And, and it's got, you have to have at least five recent posts. But here's what happened. Because I got rejected by OnlyFans, it pushed me to adapt. I was like, okay, cool. So that idea isn't going to work. What should I do next? Hmm. Well, even though I wanted to think outside the box, the box that already exists are the traditional podcasting platforms. So you know what? Let me just go ahead and do it. It took some time, but but I had to adapt. And that's what you got to do. Because if you believe that what you have to say or write or perform or share is valuable enough, you're not going to let one, one blocker, one obstacle, one rejection or two rejections or 100 rejections prevent you from making sure that you share what you believe is important and what is valuable to other people. And so if you're saying, well, what did any of this have to do with reinvention? Well, I told you a few stories, so there's that, with the power of storytelling, but also this idea that if you are going to reinvent, then think about the power of accountability. Hold yourself responsible to that reinvention. I'm out of here, but um, just know that coming again is not about you forcing your way back into an old experience, into an old life or to old friends, relationships or to an old space in order to prove that you are different. It's going to happen regardless. And when it does, that is the opportunity to demonstrate to the community, maybe even to yourself, I have evolved. Thanks and come again.